calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Feyu, little mortals, it's me again, the spirit of motion. You know what it means when you hear my voice before the beginning of a windshield recording at this point, don't you? Yes, this episode also contains a rune of protection. If you don't want to hear what this rune protects you from, well, skip ahead 30 seconds. This Winchell recording contains intense verbal argumentation on the topic of fantasy racism. If anger, frustration, and especially fantasy racism are not topics you can deal with right now, or ever, you can either skip ahead to after the more intense bits of the argumentation are over, around the 10 minute mark, or skip this episode altogether. If you don't want to miss out on what happens in this episode, head on over to our show notes, where you can find a link to our transcripts. You can either read the transcripts if you don't want to deal with the voices themselves, or you will find a summary of what happens in this episode there. To all who want to venture beyond this point, don't say I didn't warn you. Is it alright that we just march in here like this? They didn't stop us. An open gate is usually an invitation to come in. Are you sure? These guys don't look so happy to see us. Ignore them. We're just looking for... Hey! Uh, hey! Do you mean me? Lynn! What? 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 Excuse me. Um, uh, what do you want here? Let me handle this. I'll... Uh, you there. What do you want in our village? I'm... We're not looking for a fight. Your gate was unguarded and open. Was it? It totally was. Damn it. Zedek is slacking again. <laughs> Vora, tell him... I know. He deserves a good spanking later. Mm. That slacker. Well, not necessarily that, but... We just came here to speak to your headmistress. Oh, for Scotty's sake. Our headmistress? Excuse me. You have gray fur, black hair but no horns. You do realize that doesn't exactly make you utterly trustworthy, does it? Yeah. I do. But we've not attacked you yet, have we? What exactly are you? A filthy mongrel is what she is. Uh, Same as with that brown one behind her. Definitely a scur. I've seen before. Um what? Uh, uh, it's, a it's a raid. Oh shit! Hey! No, no, no! Hey! Uh, shit! Hey. I told you I should have stayed outside. <clears throat> we Calm go. down, everyone. If she says she doesn't want conflict, let's hear her out before we call in Kilintia. You let me handle this time. Your mother wouldn't be happy if I let anything happen to you. Don't patronize me, Vora. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine of taking care of my... Shut it, time. <sighs> you there. Um, Can I ask you what uh, your rontar is? My rontar are the Miru. Ah, a Miru. <laughs> So that rumor about them having a gem on their foreheads are true. <laughs> How curious. I've never heard of a mirror with gray fur. 
I kindly request to speak to your headmistress. You bring hostile company to see our headmistress. What hostile company? Mel is pretty tame. <laughs> Don't shorten my name. I'm sorry. A tame scare? <laughs> yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Let's like call in a blizzard a gentle breeze. If you have anything to say to Kalantia, you can say it to me. I will pass it on to her. No, I will tell your headmistress myself. Oh, for Scotty's sake. I'm sorry, <laughs> but if you haven't noticed, we don't particularly trust grey furs. Yeah, so I have noticed. If you have grey fur, you're either a skirt or related to one. And not only did you bring a disheveled skirmongrel along, you also brought a disgusting human. Oh, come on! Disheveled? I just brushed him this morning. How dare you bully my pet? Your choice of company doesn't make you particularly trustworthy. <sighs> So if you'd be so kind as to tell us what the issue is, so we can decide whether or not to involve our headmistress, Yeah, listen, we... I don't have time to explain it to you. I just want to speak to the headmistress. I'm not asking for your hospitality. Leave yeah. it to me to discern whether or not it's urgent Frankly, enough to... Frankly, I don't think this matter concerns us simple peasants. Yeah. <laughs> just tell me where to find... Peasant! The... I'm her son! And you're a filthy grafer with bad manners. <sighs> our headmistress has more important things to do than speak to someone like you. Oh, come on! Just tell him already, Baka. Your village might be in danger if you don't- Are you threatening us? Whoa. No, stop, Baka. Just tell him about the stones- <laughs> Hit time. Know what I think? Mm-hmm. A brown skirt and a grey mirror seem like the perfect couple to produce offsprings that correct what? the failures of their parents. <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Indeed. Whoa. Perhaps they have already spawned what? a litter of little grey mongrels yeah. and they want to warn wow. us of their brood coming to take our food. Wow! First you guys were just offensive, but that's plain uh, rude. We shouldn't be here. If you're the headmistress's son, hmm? maybe I should remind you that you're expendable. Sons are worthless, so don't think I wouldn't but hesitate to- Fine is your great bitch. Oh, so now you okay, are okay. threatening Calm me. Calm down, guys! <laughs> Stone serpent. I'm going to unleash that thing what? and it can plow right through that village for all Whoa, I care. Whoa, hold on. No, 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 no. We are not doing that. Don't try to stop me. Um, are you, um, <sighs> where let you, uh, what are, are you, huh? What? Uh, get to the point, Maliki. what are you trying to nah. say? Uh, you want to let a whole village get destroyed for things two people said. And then you call me impossible. Yeah. I don't care if it was one person or the entire village. If that one was the headmistress's son, who do you think he got his opinions from? Um. That's right, from his mother. Uh. The headmistress reflects the opinion of the whole village. Rude. We tried to warn them, yet they insulted me instead. Yeah. They insulted all of us. Yes, that last one didn't involve you. You wouldn't understand. They insulted me as much as they insulted Yeah, you. see? And Maliki could have made the earth turn into quicksand and swallow the entire village right there. Uh. But he didn't. No, I couldn't. I've had to deal with insults like that my entire life. Uh. I'm not letting this one pass. My Rontar had to deal with this. For generations! Yeah! And do you see others go running up to free a giant stone beast to crash through villages? Hell no! Why did they even stop at that village in the first place? I thought they at least deserved a warning about the stone serpent, in case we didn't manage to go back to it before it frees itself. And... Uh, I wanted to ask them if they knew of any suitable places nearby to communicate with spirits. To summon a baron? Yes. We agreed not to do that. We didn't agree on anything. We were focused on keeping the serpent in you check. You want to summon Veyron over such an important reason. We can figure this there, out without one. There are spirits that just took a bunch of stones, yeah. pretended to be a living being, and destroyed a good portion of the surrounding cliffs. Uh, of course something like this would be of interest to a Veyron. No. 
any Vayron you summon over that will rip your soul right out of this world tear it into tiny shreds. No! Hey, do Varon really do that? Yes. Of course not. Sure, Varon can be intimidating, but they aren't as needlessly brutal and easily offended as he keeps claiming them to be. If you believe that, you know nothing about them. <laughs> oh, I still don't know whether to be chill about them or very, very afraid. Of course you would have other experiences, Mongrel. Sensible score. Hey, well, why are you attacking us now? No need to be insulting. A score wouldn't know how to formulate a suitable pledge to summon Varen without causing offense right away. You prejudiced kid. Score don't know how to ask for our Varen's aid, don't know how to demean themselves before them, and are too proud to sacrifice a part of themselves to seal an agreement with them. Whoa, calm down, Raka. We are all Me? here, but no reason to take this it out of menace. You to idiot confined us to Scouter's horn. Yeah, for good reason. It forced us to adapt the harsh climate of this country. We did nothing. Scourge were forced to focus on survival so much there was no space for building social structures. <laughs> You're not oh, capable of... Well, and live ignorant on Scouter's rotting hat. What? In the plentiful fruits of his decaying What are you flesh. talking about? While we starved. You don't care what becomes of us. Except when stray Skutki step over the border to seek food, then you call us the spawn of evil. Well, you could just have stayed up there. You don't know what Skutka really like. I know enough. No, you can't know. <sighs> because you are prejudiced and don't allow us in the Kidia. Yeah. We're just trying to survive. So if we lack the subtleties Stop. of your complex society, don't hold that against us. Guys! Stop trying to play the victims in this! Wait! You, score have earned your inglorious reputation as the Grey Demons long before you were Whoa. confined to this country. murdering, raping? That's... You, score plunged the whole of Zea into turmoil in the Koshvair War. Hey. We didn't just repress you to the Skunder on a whim or because we thought you looked funny. Guys! Enough of that already! You hate each other's guts. I get it, but playing the blame game won't help us here. Stay out of this. What do you know? What do, what do I know? Well, for one, I know that you're pretty much restricting yourselves from getting to know each other as people. Because you can't get over your friggin' prejudices. You're just throwing insults at each other for something your ancestors did. But was it Malachi who killed people and raided places in that war? Of course not, but his yeah, roots are didn't there. didn't think so. And Malachi, was it Raka who restricted the squirrel? To the Skunda? She restricts math for now. She repeats the actions of ancestors. Because you've proven to be at least in part responsible for the tearing of the Tangleweave. Calm down, Raga. That proves nothing. Of course it does. No. The way you've been using runes is proof enough for that. Okay, okay. Stop. Stop. Oh, damn you. As soon as one of you starts with a grrr, the other's also like grrr, and you stop thinking straight at that point. It's so damn annoying. I'm glad you both moved on from insulting each other's races to insulting each other personally now. But for God's sake, can this growling just stop? I'm getting hoarse just listening to you. Maliki has a point, Raka. What? You're restricting him because you suspect he was involved in that tumbleweed thing. But he's been pretty forthcoming and helpful for our groups thus far. Helpful? Like that time when he brought us a golem to deceive us? I... Or when he summoned a stone storm around you? That's... Or earlier when he almost made a cliff collapse on top of us? He is unpredictable and that is why I keep him on a leash. He needs to know his place. I know my place. And it's not at the end of your leash, bitch mistress. I'm not a mistress. Honestly, just stop. I'm tired of this shit. Haka, you better stop that right now, or you're not getting any treats. Great. Thanks. <sighs> Look, we're not here to fight each other. We're trying to figure out how to get the spirits out of the stone serpent. Remember? Uh, right. See? So let's get back to doing exactly that. <sighs> 
you're right. By the way, did you notice that the wind shell is still on? What? <laughs> I don't get it. I'm sure it was. Oh. Well, it was off when I checked. It just turned back on. Oh. Maybe it's the proximity to the stone serpent. It shouldn't be. We're not that close to it. Sure you don't see any major spirits around? No, nothing. Maliki, you? No. Could it be a malfunction? No. Malfunction. Maliki function? I don't think it is. It's far more likely that someone that knows or understands the enchantment is playing around with it. Maybe a friend in university is trying to call you? Mm. Or he could be testing new enchantments. Whatever it is, I don't think it is a spirit's doing. Could it be a Varon? <laughs> don't be silly. Varon wouldn't interfere with our affairs. Oh, you? <sighs> Maliki, yes. you're knowledgeable with magics, right? Uh, what do you think this is? I don't know and I don't care. <sighs> At any rate, it might be someone trying to contact us. What if it's a genuine spirit activity and Oral only just updated the windshield to turn off when they go out of range? <sighs> if it had been, you and I would be hearing sounds nearby. Try speaking with tongues of flame. If they listen, they might respond, and your augmentation would finally prove worth butchering your face for. Bite your fangs. <laughs> are you still angry at her about earlier, or are you hangry? Neither of her rune carvings are useful. She just relies on you or me to be her eyes. Just because it hasn't been useful yet you doesn't mean... any flow of knowledge, nor spoken with Tongue of Flame once. I know, right? You had one job, Raka. One. <sighs> Don't make me unleash the stone serpent on the two of you. <laughs> You'd have to go through my vines first. Don't underestimate me, Runt. My fire runes do come in handy, and they will make short Did you work try of those... turning it off and on again? What? The windshell. Maybe it does have a malfunction. I already told you. That's unlikely. <laughs> well, this is getting annoying. Yeah. Auril, I don't know if you're currently working on enchantments and causing it to turn on and off. If that's the case, I want you to give me a signal. I'll turn it off. Then I want you to turn it on and right back off again. Then I'll turn it back on manually to let you know that we got that. Just so we know if we should be looking for spirits or if you're just fooling around. And what if it's not Aurel? Who else would... Okay, if you're not Aurel, I want you to repeat turning the windshield on and off twice. I'll wait for a few heartbeats in between. And if you're a malfunction, just don't take any action at all. Lynn. Uh, human logic. Knock? Okay, fine, I'll stop. Okay, remember... Once if you're Auril, twice if you're someone else. I'll turn this off. Okay, once. Now turn it back off. Was that you? No. Creepy. Alright. This counts as twice. What do we do now? Either of you see anything unusual? No. Um, I kinda see a blue and green thread connecting to the windshell now. I'm pretty sure that wasn't there before. A thread? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. No, 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 that's fine. Do you see it too, Malaki? I... I only see runes and spirits, not the weave. Ah, right. Lynn, do you think you can follow it? Mm, I think so. It's the only lead we have. We might as well see where it goes. Okay, let's go! Um, 
Hmm. Um, well, this is getting annoying. I think that's the last one. What did I saw me as doing is causing this? Was this supposed to happen? Hmm? Of course not. I, I only recently added the enchantment that would string shorter recordings together, but that shouldn't rebound like this. That aside, the last two sounded deliberate and in response to Raka's instruction. Like someone was interfering with it? Yes, exactly. Um, ah, that makes for a good new entry in my to-do list. Uh, write that in this book, please. Yep. Uh, things to work on in addition to a direction indicator. Work on a protocol that shows what or who caused the windshell to turn on. Do you think that that can be done? I, I don't know, but I imagine that the enchantment would be similar to the Suyanyari coins. Have you heard of them? Um, I think so. Are those the coins which have the small spheres in their center? Precisely. Um, hmm. Oops. See, this is a Yari. The enchantment on the sphere records to whom the item is last given. Mm -hmm. Thus, they can only be given, but never taken, which makes them great currency to ward off theft, but very bad for inheritance. Their introduction on the Suyan market ultimately caused their society to shift from a monarchy to a democracy. Makes you think just the kind of power money can have, doesn't it? Well, what happens when you try to take one? Try. Ah! Oh, how it burns! <laughs> exactly. Oh. The sphere at its center bears a node to the Mm. fire layer and will heat up the sphere and metal if touched by someone other than the item's last recipient. I'm pretty sure Suyan adolescents could do really creative pranks with this kind of money. (laughs) I heard some very rich Suyans used to put these on the ground around their homes so unwelcome nightly visitors would step on them. (laughs) Still not cool. (laughs) At any rate, these spheres were able to keep protocol on who the item attached was last given to. If I examine the enchantments a little, I'm sure I'll be able to find the right enchantment to protocol the reason for it activating. I've been meaning to study the enchantments anyway, but never really got around to it. I hope you're right. Ah, um, Akasa. Hmm? I think there was another recording being enchanted earlier. Oh, you're right. We have a slight delay to Raka. Maybe she figured out the issue by now. Could could we listen? Um, don't you have classes to attend to? Is there Ripanuka? <laughs> All the more reason you shouldn't be here anymore. You should be home studying. Oh, screw that. Hmm? That's for nerds. Um, uh, well... That's exactly why I came here. I couldn't focus on my studies, and you offered me to listen to these to take my mind off. Ah, right. I didn't think I could focus on my studies with this issue unresolved. Hmm. And I'm really enjoying these. I want to hear more. Sure, fine. But first, the references. Yep, gotcha. Uh, references. Uh, date of recording was the same as the last one. Uh, vocal enchantments were woven by Cassie Rilinicki, Carolyn Monterola, Ethor Vitharsson, M. Cleveland, and Travis Vengroff, with special enchantments provided by um, at rune arch underscore dnd and Casey Edison at rune child of Ginevra. Ginevra. Child of Ginevra. Thank you. Yeah, I know those two. You do. Yeah, we hang out at this tavern every week, The Lucky Die. Have you heard of it? I, I haven't, no. It sounds awesome, though. We, we play this little game together where we take dice and hmm. pods and we cast them into the web. It, you, you cast pods into the aether web? Yeah, um, well, kind of. It creates a different form of magic. Hmm. A magic told through stories and the role of dice and companionship uh, and the ability to hang uh, people at will. And, uh, and then there are these giant battles. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to understand Ithyavar's frustration with students doing strange things near the weave. Oh. No wonder there have been a whole lot more tangle weaves around hey, Kale Rune lately. Hey, hey, those weren't our fault. Oh, sure. Though those tangle weaves around the city did give me the chance to see Raka work her magic firsthand. Sure. <clears throat> anyway, Walla was provided by the amazingly talented Kareem Cromfleet. 
Matthew Boudreaux, Tal Manier, and Lucille Valentine. Music shells provided by Fui Madan. Audio enchantments by Sarah Baczynski of Polarity Audio Works. Written and produced by Cassie Rulinicki. You can find ways to support us financially or emotionally on trulinus.com. But no Yari, please. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to some Yari if they were given to me. But they're really hot. But they're still worth a lot. But not as much as your love. The emotional love you give us is worth a whole lot more. Well, Although money is good too. Except Yari. <laughs> Hey guys, Cassia here. I know this episode was a bit more on the intense side, so I'm not even going to hope that you enjoyed this episode. Or maybe you did, who knows. For all of you who are not aware, I am half Filipina and grew up in a white people country, aka Germany, which left quite its mark on me. I'm not going to go deeper into the subject here, but I just wanted to let you know that I've written this episode from a place of I've been there and it contains some of my personal experiences with racism. Counterbalance has not only been an exercise for me to practice writing, but also a way to practice introspection and working through some of my personal issues, and a way to explore how one can grow through or even past such experiences. Some things Raka and Malaki threw at each other are not easy to look past, I get that. But this story is a journey of growth, through learning how to keep an open mind, patience and understanding. There are only two more episodes in this season, but the counterbalance journey is far from over. These characters still have a lot of growing to do. And I hope you will accompany us to the end of this journey. I don't really want to mar the message of this outro with a call to action, but if there's one thing I'd like to call you all to action to, it's to continue being lovely human beings with each other. You're awesome. All of you. What would you do if I told you that the world is not what it seems? You're telling me that potato salad is the key to other worlds. Ha! It's not even the best side dish. And people are not who they appear to be. I don't know that we can trust Master Gouche. Well, I know for damn sure we can't trust Charles Edward Cheese. My name's not Mike. Where puns run rampant through the streets. The Global Adventurers Guild, Master Enterprises, will not stand for this. Well, it's gag me for sure, so I'm pretty sure they take everything on their knees, don't they? And it's hard to tell who the real monsters are. Well, yeah, it's a mimic. But I'm Francis the Lion. Three heroes. You have my sword. You have my kazoo. Oh god, my hip. Face off against three villains. Never again will they enslave me. We'll make damn sure of that. I'm Francis the Lion. We, we know. To keep the world of Euphray from ripping apart. This damn portal won't close. Have you tried turning it off and back on again? And Tim and Terry from getting even more screwed. They're totally werewolves. Yep, they're definitely werewolves. Holy shit, those guys are werewolves. Welcome to A Fool's Quest. A Fool's Quest can be found on all major podcasting platforms simply by searching A Fool's Quest. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.